Hello, everyone. So um, we're going to be doing something a little bit different this week on Hapless Heroes, uh, as we all maintain uh, these social distancing guidelines that have been laid out for us. We're going to be recording this episode remotely from our own home. So say hi, everybody. Hi. Hi, everybody. Um, <laughs> hi, Dr. Ned. We hope it doesn't, uh, in, you know, diminish your experience at all, but I'm sure you understand. So we have a little something special planned for you tonight. We're going to be taking a quick break from our main story and, uh, well, you'll see what happens. Uh, enjoy the show. And through the camera, I can see Mike flipping me off. everybody. Welcome to an interesting and special episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast, Quarantine Edition. Quarantine. <laughs> I'm Francesco. Yeah, I'm Francesco. And uh, tonight I'm going to be your host and DM. We'll give Dave a little bit of a break um, as we take a quick sidestep away from our main story and do something a little bit different tonight. As you guys heard earlier, uh, this is a 100% remote episode of the hapless heroes all of us are in our respective homes comfy and probably well i mean we have some web cameras that we're looking at each other on but uh, i only see the top halves of everybody so everyone could possibly not be wearing <laughs> pants at all i, I am probably not wearing pants <laughs> um so probably not <laughs> to help foreshadow a little bit tonight at what we're going to be exploring or what kind of story we're going to be diving into um we're going to introduce our cast and since I have their photos arranged in a certain way on my screen, I'm going to start from my left as <laughs> with Mike as Rovin Tossbottom. Hi from North Buffalo. <laughs> <laughs> and Rovin, if uh, anyone remembers or if anyone's been listening for this long, uh, was a character we introduced in the hapless anti-heroes arc, which was like three freaking years ago. So that he, be he is making a return mm -hmm. to his left right somewhere on my screen is dave and dave who are you playing tonight because this is a very brand new character good evening and well met i am sir Delam rook knight of our lady the raven queen oh god he made deckard kane <laughs> um great 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 and finally rounding out our uh cast for this evening we have john as hondo the merciless Slash Hondo's back and also frozen in ice. Yep. And, and immortal. Strike through uh, Hondo the immortal. Yeah. So yeah, if everybody remembers <laughs> or if anyone had listened to our full play arc, um, Hondo the Merciless was a character that was pretty consistent throughout there. It was actually, I think, John's first character that was like ever. Your, yeah, ever mm -hmm. in D&D. &D. Um, and uh, at the end of that arc, uh, you had adventured away with Arianne Black to the Shadowfell. Got real drunk and was made and were made immortal, but um then you know weren't heard from since. So that's where we're gonna kind of pick this story up. 
This is after the events of Tarantus. This is actually probably more or less in parallel to the events of our, you know, that our main party is experiencing. We're going to cut the camera to the desolate lands of the Shadowfell. Now, for our audience, the Shadowfell is pretty much the Shadow Realm, the Upside Down, the, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's pretty much the twisted and warped version of our, the material plane we all know and love, with some special locales peppered throughout, obviously. It's also where the Raven Queen makes her home, and where all the lost souls of the dead wander until eventually they are collected by the Raven Queen, you know, to finally live out their fate. Or, well, not live out their fate because they're dead. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> not um, confusing at all. So as the camera slowly pans over the frozen, ruined wastes of this twisted landscape, we see these two gigantic blocks of ice with humanoid figures inside. One is quite recognizable as Hondo with his hands pressed up against the edge of the ice as if he's Han Solo trapped in carbonite. I was going to say, that's awesome. Um, and the other is a halfling who it looks, you can barely make it out, it looks like he's been frozen here for a much longer time. And the camera just sits here for a moment as these two are frozen, unable to do much about their situation, probably not able to do much about their situation for a very long time. <laughs> so Roven is carrying or holding in front of him just a coin, uh, just something that he obviously was snatching at the time. Uh, whatever the case was, I don't know how he ended up in place, but he is, he was doing what he normally does, and that's taking something from somebody. Yep, stealing a bunch of shit. Well, after a few moments, you can hear some, you know, there are some footsteps in the, in the snow and kind of coming through the howling winds that are sort of blowing through this landscape. Dave, a.k.a. Sir Delam Rook, uh, what does your character look like as he slowly approaches uh, very deliberately through the the wastes of the shadow fell. Astride his great black warhorse, covered in its own chainmail barding, rides a tall but not gigantic, you know, sort of a wiry, strong uh, man clad in full black plate mail armor, head to toe. No visible weapons on him of any kind, and just one saddlebag off the side of the horse. It doesn't look like he's carrying a whole lot of anything with him, except for his full suit armor. Wonderful. So this armor-clad individual, um, you know, you stumble upon these two individuals frozen in ice. And now you are here for a completely different purpose, Sir Rook. You are an envoy, a steward, a servant, a admirer, fanboy, whatever you want to call it, of the Raven Queen. Because you are... Uh, a knight of the Obsidian Order, thank you very much. Right, that. That, a disembodied voice says. Uh, you've... You were here here because there was a 
you know, there was a disturbance on your list. You know, there was something here in the Shadowfell that didn't belong, and you know, you were you've been sent. He had been sent out a while ago because this is very, very, very far from the um, Palace of Memories and Fate, where the Raven Queen lives. Uh, you've traversed all this way through the Plain of Shadow, and well, this incursion or you know something that doesn't belong appears to be too very much not dead humanoid creatures. Uh, you mean to seriously tell me I rode all this way out for a pair of frozen blockheads? <laughs> <laughs> the things I do in the service of my queen. And um, he begins, well, rides up and leaving his horse maybe about Oh, five, ten feet away, just sort of standing on its own. He walks over after dismounting and starts just smashing into the two uh, pillars of ice with his fist. Fantastic. It seems appropriate. Um, do me a favor. Make me um, just a nominal strength check, please. <laughs> That's a save, but since you don't have proficiency, bum, 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 bum. that's a save. So it doesn't it doesn't really matter. I think it's the same either way. Um, so a, a ten is not. It's it's taken you a while. You know these are, especially the halfling. This 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 dude's been frozen here for a while. It takes you several hours to to even really make a, a dent there. But so you decide to really you know you know that he's going to be a bit more of an effort. So you start with the one that Hondo is encased in. Rude. Uh, and after... I've been, I've been in here longer. I feel like I should be the first one out. <laughs> but, you know, as... That's... But Sir Rook, I mean... I mean, it makes sense. It makes sense. I'm sorry. Unfortunately, I, I, I hear a lot of complaining for a dude frozen. <laughs> so, um, Sir Rook, since you are a denizen here of the uh, Shadowfell, like, time really is no object so you barely even notice that it's been three hours until you actually dig out Hondo the immortal I'm not exactly getting any older over here at a certain point you reach maximum old (laughs) (laughs) so Hondo after you Mm -hmm. are freed from this block of ice that you've been encased in um, you feel a whole lot of things First of all, you you feel incredibly cold. Um, okay. Second, you are hammered. Oh yeah, the first thing Hondo does when he comes back to consciousness is projectile vomits all over whatever's near him. <laughs> um, Rook. You know what? I'm going to have <laughs> so Hondo. Just roll me a straight d20, a six. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it goes all over Sir Delamrook. And freezes immediately. It's so goddamn So cold remember right. how I was complaining before? I'm not so much complaining <laughs> anymore. Uh, so, Hondo immediately says, oh, oh, thank you. I've been in there for a long, long time. <laughs> oh, good. I'm sure you have, and I'm sure you feel very good about it. Well, <laughs> interesting, interestingly enough, Hondo, it seems that 
for some reason, after months, maybe a year, you have no idea how long it's been, you yeah. still feel tipsy, like drunk, right? Like from when you mm-hmm. were when you were made immortal by Arian Black and you had definitely had a few drinks. For some reason, you just you feel off and you are kind of inebriated. Functional, but inebriated. Uh, Hondo wanders off to the right and kind of get the, gets the spins. Oh, that was some good whiskey. And he sits in the snow and like puts his head in his hands. Yeah, and he's just sitting there. Now you notice that like sitting in the snow here, like while it definitely feels you know like snow and it's cold as hell, it almost like looks to and especially when you you know kind of put your hands in it, almost has like the consistency of ash. It's very strange. This is not like any snow you've experienced before in your life. But it's still white? I mean, everything here is kind of this weird bluish grayscale, so you have no okay. idea. Sure. You know, um, through the haze in the sky, you can kind of make out like some ambient light, but you don't really know where the source is necessarily, and it's kind of all very bleak looking in here. And his eyes are still adapting to like not being frozen and still being drunk. So. Yep, and you don't have dark vision because <laughs> you are human, but right. uh, you can still see. Um, and then I, I'm assuming, Sir Rook, uh, you take a moment to compose yourself before working on the other block of ice, or what, what are you doing now that uh, Hondo has settled down and stopped projectile vomiting all over you? <laughs> Sir Rook take takes a moment to lament the state of his armor and <laughs> looks over at the other block of ice sighing deeply all right harbinger it's time to earn your keep and reaches his hand out and summons into existence at this point a large warhammer made entirely of obsidian glass and just starts going to town on this other pillar of ice audibly grumbling and bitching the whole way (laughs) I've been here a long time not long enough to get sober and just smashing away at this this is fantastic yep so uh, Hondo you see him now smashing away at this other block of ice where you know very close to where you once stood are you trying to assist at all? Are you interacting with the situation at all? Are you just sitting there getting your bearings? Hondo, through like blurred vision, uh, sees the coin in Rovin's hand and uh, just kind of wanders up next to Sir Dellum and just plucks the coin. <laughs> um, it's it's also encased in ice, just so you know. He's, hold- yeah. he's holding yeah. it. So- oh, I know. So wait, you're gonna wait, wait, so you're gonna let him do all the work to get him out, and then you're gonna pluck the coin the moment that it's like free, available. The, the second I can get the coin, I'm gonna get the coin. <laughs> and through the camera, I can see Mike flipping me off. <laughs> that wasn't meant for them. <laughs> well, too bad they know now. It's my cat that's making a special appearance. Okay, uh, so great. Uh, you know what? Screw it. You do that. You now have a mysterious coin. Okay. Uh, as an aside, as a hold, you can either add that to your inventory on your character sheet by just like clicking the plus sign and adding it there, or just write it down somewhere. I don't care. I, so I, just I, add one gold coin? 
No, 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 not gold coin. Mysterious coin. Oh, okay. Oh. So yeah, you're, you you know maybe this thing will be useful later, or maybe it's just a red herring. Who knows? But you have a mysterious coin in your inventory now, Hondo. <laughs> Fantastic. And after another several hours of you just watching Sir Delam Rook or Sir Rook uh, do his thing, eventually this halfling is freed. Rovin, finally, Rovin, you are freezing. I mean, teeth chattering, like you've been here for a long time. Long time, bud. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also I feel like I'm from a, like another universe or something. You were from I don't exactly a, the whole story. Some different part of the material plane, but maybe a different yeah. planet. Who knows? I don't know. But uh, here you are. Crisis on infinite earths in the um, shadow realm. <laughs> I am so cold. Uh, Hondo had like fist out with a bottle of whiskey right in front of Rovin's face. Uh, Rovin takes it and and chugs. It is the coldest whiskey you've ever had, but surprisingly, it's actually <laughs> still liquid. But I mean, it's whiskey, so it semi-warms me up. Um, yeah. You know what? I'm not even making a roll for that. It's like an internal warmth. For sure it's it like does. like a, yeah. For it's sure an alcohol warmth. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, Saruk, it's been a long time since you've made contact with or have heard from the Raven Queen herself. You know, you're just kind of, you've kind of just been a steward, you know, you know, and you've, you, there's a chain of command and everything like that within the order. You don't necessarily get a lot of your orders directly from the Raven Queen herself. Um, but this one, this particular mission you were on to investigate this disturbance um, was straight from her many, many months ago. Uh, however, you don't you find it a bit odd that you would be sent all the way out here to the far reaches of the shadow realm to dig out two human like a halfling and a human from a block of ice like this seems almost like a you know an errand that one of the lower ranking members of the order could have easily done you know as part of their like you know initiation or something you know you've been at this a very long time you find that you feel like the the outcome here or like what you found doesn't necessarily match the gravitas of the task you were handed you know so long ago um what do you want to do I'm going to ask that first before anything else happens. I mean, it's the Shadowfell. There's not a whole lot happening right now besides just howling winds, frozen wastes, and two idiots in your company. <laughs> well, first, soldiers have missions. Knights go on quests. I'll have you know. Ex excuse me. Excuse me. I will, <laughs> I will refrain from using the word mission any further and will continue to refer to this now and from now on as a quest. This is a quest, and you see the thing about quests is they take you places you weren't necessarily planning on going sometimes. And he continues to ramble on for a good five minutes at nothing in particular. <laughs> Maybe the true quest all along was the friends we made along the way, you know. Um, <laughs> so, 
Yeah. Sir Rook is fantastically old and gets a little sidetracked sometimes. Yeah, speaking of being old, there's one thing that you know from from living here in the Shadowfell for so long is that you know, you've you got you've kinda of gotten a good feel for just the general like air of the place. You know, if there's if there is anything amiss or wrong, like you can typically feel it. You can feel the almost the energy shift. You know, I mean, it's it's all pretty bleak and tragic here. I mean, the Raven Queen herself is, you know, the sort of the uh, master of tragedies, right? Um, you feel that something is still wrong here. Like, sure, these two aren't dead, so really shouldn't be wandering around in this plane of existence. However, they're not really a threat or a problem. They don't really Im- impose any sort of um, inherent risk to the, you know, stability of the Shadow Realm or, you know, of fate. But as, no. you, know, as you know, everything's kind of fucked anyways. Um, something else is afoot here. Still. Yeah, and I, I think, you know... It- Tourists in the Shadowfell shouldn't be anything new to Sir Rook here. Like, he's seen this sort of thing before, and usually it just ends with them being frozen to death. But (laughs) Sir Rook had to... And if Sir Rook didn't already think there was something better to be doing around here, he'd have probably just let your asses stay frozen, because, well, of all the things that could happen to you here, that might not be one of the worst ones that could happen to you here. That the freezing to death part, you mean? Yeah, the end remaining frozen to death, or at least in a non tortury not getting, you know, your memories ripped out or some other horrible fate besetting you kind of life and or swift death. Yes, exactly. And um, something else you know, and I'm just going to share this for exposition purposes, ever since the events of um, Tarantus and, you know, Vecna interfering in the world of the living, um, you know, magic and, well, pretty much everything has been much more unstable after those ley lines were disrupted and the connection, you know, the magical connection between the Prime Material Plane and the Shadowfell was disrupted and altered in some way. You know that, you know, some of your other compatriots within the Order have been, you know, sent off to essentially ensure that, you know, any agents of Vecna do not attempt to interfere in the operations of the Shadow Realm. Again, this is where all the souls that go to die go. Um, you can, it'd be easy to assume that anyone interested in undead would think that this is a great place to harvest souls for their purposes. And you think that, you know, if you were sent on such an important mission for the Order that something else around here or there there must be some sort of other connection to the material plane where uh, there is a disruption or an incursion somewhere here and it looks like now you have some help that you can pretty much shanghai into doing whatever you want because uh if you leave them out here for themselves they're probably just going to freeze all over again (laughs) i'm sure that would be amusing but we've had well fewer tourists lately you know, due to all this sort of thing. So, um, 
Temp privately, he's sort of wondering, how on earth did they get here? Nobody's supposed to be getting through. Nobody's been going out for a while. Nobody's been coming in. Right, yeah, I mean, as far as you're concerned, I mean, you know, the, the, the normal connections and ways to get in, in and out of the Shadow Fell have been disrupted, but, I mean, you know that there's always a back door. But it would seem very odd that these two, um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say ordinary. I mean, somewhat extraordinary individuals um, have, against all odds, made it here and survived this long being frozen solid. Um, and it's just then that there's a, a bit of a, a rumbling uh, on the ground, like a, almost like a, like a minor earthquake, you know, begins to happen. Now, Saruk, for you, this is not necessarily an uncommon thing, but the magnitude of this suggests that the epicenter is actually not far from here. It only lasts, you know, for maybe two, three minutes, and then everything seems to return to normal. But um, it's a bit odd that, you know, you'd have this kind of earthquake happening um, so close to, well, the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, I'm going to have you give me a... We give you a choice between perception and survival check, please. All right, we'll take that perception any day of the week. Yes, at eighteen, um, you know that this, the epicenter of this, just you know, again for being a denizen of this plane, um, was somewhere to your west. If you look to the west, it's mostly just like mountainous, craggy landscapes, you know, amidst like these weird, like sort of broken plains, um, completely devoid of any life or vegetation or anything like that. You know, again, this is the shadow realm. Um, but uh, it, it sort of heads in the direction of what you know to be, um, you know, a, a collection of ruins, you know, one of many, many, many that dot the landscape here in the Shadowfell. Well, you all coming? Well, I'm certainly not going to stay here. Why would I help you? What could you possibly do for me? (laughs) Well, I figure you've got two choices. You can either stay here and die, or you can follow me and, well, probably not die. I mean, as long as it amuses me and all. I cannot die anyway. (laughs) What fool. And I, uh, he takes another swig of his whiskey, um, but he kind of like swaggers to the right a little bit and says, if I fight with you, will you help me get back home? If I could find a way to throw you out of here, I'd have done it already. (laughs) (laughs) Um, fantastic. Hondo kind of gets like a grumpy look on his face, but realizes that just becoming another Hondo sickle wouldn't help. Um, so he just kind of shrugs. <laughs> and uh, away you go, Shanghai into another adventure. Sir Dellum Rook is riding to the west. He's making some concessions for how much slower Rovin is going to be on foot, but only not, some. Not much slower. Well, I mean, you're on foot. 
Well, slower than a horse, I guess. Yeah, sure. Yeah, much slower than a horse. Because <laughs> that's a horse. <laughs> I also could probably get on the horse with you. I'm sure you could. However. <laughs> <laughs> however. <laughs> that's it. However. Dot, dot, dot. Uh, however, I'm not letting you do that is, I think, where he's leading off <laughs> with that. <laughs> well. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, I can after following along with uh, Sir Rook for a while as he you know occasionally slows down to let you guys catch up a little bit but still making a pretty decent clip you know you guys travel have been traveling now for a while and at least Rovin and Hondo are slightly winded um, you guys reach uh, what was a ruined tower that looks to have collapsed and um, landed on the like side of a mountain and um, where it has like where the top of it has sort of crashed into the mountain it's it's almost it, it, there appears to actually be a hole um, where the you know where it's where it's made contact there additionally off to the to the right of that you know before the there, there used to be like a ruined structure with like uh, like a made of stone that's just you know looks like it has like some old um even looks like storage containers i mean everything's kind of gray here so it's kind of hard to tell but you know um this whole place looks dilapidated and ruined like you can even see like remnants of uh, like trees or shrubs but it's all just down to the branches and those branches look rotted and frail um at the mouth of the hole or cave or whatever it is there appears to be ah someone standing at the edge of it they're back to you um vaguely humanoid shaped um but staring down into the dark abyss essentially that is this cave you guys at this point are Probably about 85, 90 feet away from this person. Hmm. And, you know, winds howling. Like, I don't think this person has even registered your presence. Um, Sir Rook, this is, you know, yet another tourist or something. I mean, this is, this does not appear, they don't appear to be dressed in the vestments of the order at all. So, um, it's a bit confusing. You know, that once again, you have now encountered yet another person who does not belong here. What do you do? Another person who looks like they want to keep living, which means they're definitely not from here. Whether they get what they want or not will be a different story. And so uh, then right about here would be where Sir Rook dismounts, and he's just going to uh, sort of indicate to his horse to stay here. Sounds good. Uh, do you have a name for your horse? No, he has not been named. He will not be named. He's just a horse. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> so no name. Yeah, Sir Grook isn't it's sentimental about much of anything, much less a horse. Fair enough. Regardless of how much of a pain in the ass it is to get a good horse here. 
<laughs> yeah, I can imagine that's not an easy task. I don't even want to know how you end up getting a horse here. Um, it, the folk don't have them. But anyway, this is a good place to dismount and get to on foot. And we can start approaching by walking from here, I think. Okay. Um, and you said, so you're, you're, you're walking. Uh, so walking right now, um, his weapon is nowhere to be seen. So it's just him in his armor, hands open and empty, walking at whatever his walking, well, at his normal walking speed towards this person. Sure. Um, you know, you advance a little further. Rovin turns to Hondo and says, alcoholics first. <laughs> Hondo laughs and continues on following after Sardellum. Yeah. As soon as you make those first few steps ahead, though, um, you see that the figure actually steps into and then disappears into the cave. Are we supposed to go after him? Did you have anything better to do with your afternoon? Uh, Hondo again smiles and takes another swig of his whiskey. Drinking was all he had planned after being unfrozen. (laughs) (laughs) Suit yourself. You guys notice that um, as you're kind of moving yourselves along, the air here feels, while it is still bitter cold, there's almost like, um, it's, it's, it's almost hard to describe. It's like, it's frozen and dry, but yet there's still almost like a strange, musty, almost like scent that's entering your nostrils that you would typically associate with like, you know, more wet, humid environments. Um, and just everything here looks and feels very unsettling. Well, to Rovin and Hondo, I should say. And even to a, a, a smaller degree, Sir Rook, like, this might be what you were sent here for after all, but, you know, you're still not clear. The The orders you received were more just to investigate a disturbance, not really anything any, any more specific than that. Does Hondo recognize the scent? <laughs> I don't know. I feel like is is musty not good enough for you? I mean, like, would you have recognized this le- like from anywhere else? No. No, I don't think this this type of smell, while slightly familiar, is anything native to anywhere you've lived or been. Okay. Hondo is secretly a mustiness expert in those <laughs> <laughs> the different um, odors, miasme. I don't know, you know how miasma um, pluralizes, but that's beside the point. (laughs) Miasmi. Is there anything around that seems um, like valuable or like... Well, like I did mention, there are some storage containers off to the right of where the um, pillar has I would like to go, I would like to investigate those. Hondo too would like to go over there. <laughs> so your uh, your 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 noble charges, um, uh, Sir Sir Rook have uh, have deviated to immediately start looting their surroundings. <laughs> yeah, why did you why did you choose the two of us? Because you were the only ones around. <laughs> Literally, you're the only humans for like fifty miles in any direction. You came well, in here a and fell human, in the middle you. of nowhere. Look, I don't know what it's. It's been a while since I've been out of this place. Anyway, what's in the crates? 
it just looks like a collection of barrels and things like that. But the, like, you, as soon as you go to touch uh, the first one you look at, the moment you make contact with it, it just dissolves into ash hmm. and like blows away. However, inside um, is a mysterious coin. I grab it. You now are also in possession, once again, of a mysterious coin. What is that? Actually, that reminds me. Didn't I have a coin before? Um, Hondo ignores Rovin and goes for the other two to see if there are any other more coins. So while I'm in this ice, though, would I have noticed or seen him take the coin? Uh, you know what? I'm going to have you roll me a retroactive perception check. <laughs> At disadvantage for being frozen. Uh, <laughs> you frozen know eyeballs. Fuck it. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> I um, mean, so yeah, uh, yeah roll at a disadvantage. Oh, right. You have reliable talent, so you actually can't roll below a 10 on anything. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it a... Uh, <laughs> what I find funny is that you actually have to take the lower result at disadvantage, right? Like, I have no idea how that works. Because it's like the lower result just gets turned into a 10. Right. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be a 15 or else you would have actually had a 16. Right. Okay. So yes, um, you rolled... So I mean, yeah, you would have, you would have, uh, you would have noticed it. Actually, you know what? Fuck it, Hondo. Roll me a uh, again retroactive sleight of hand. Uh, he wasn't trying. Oh, okay. Yeah, then you <laughs> noticed. Yeah, Hondo was in possession of the other mysterious coin that you had, had picked up and swiped many moons ago. I'm just gonna, I'm gonna. Okay, now that I know I saw it, I'm just gonna keep that to myself. Okay, but yes, you definitely have the information and knowledge. That, uh, do the other um, of it. do the other two containers um, have mysterious coins or the, anything? The two that were next to the one with this mysterious coin do not have anything in them. They also dissolve to ash. Mm-hmm. Okay. There are so there was only three more containers behind you in this ruined um, house, building, storage, let's, whatever. Let's touch those. Um, all but one dissolve. And have nothing. The other, it's uh, it's a, it's 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 a barrel as well. Um, appears actually quite solid and very like it's like a it's almost like this like almost like dark gray um, color to it. Um, because Rovin got something, Hondo is trying to like beat him to the next thing. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna happen. <laughs> So, uh, what what do we do? Do we both realize that one of them is solid at the same time? Uh, you know what, guys? Roll me initiative. So, wait, 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 wait. Hold on, though. I, so, so, wait. We are... Let me just see if I can understand <laughs> this. So, so, you are trying to beat me to get inside this crate? Barrel. 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 I mean, we don't no. even know how we're going to open this barrel yet. No. Yet. But you got you got something, and Hondo didn't. <laughs> but you did. That was completely that was irrelevant before. to this specific yeah. All right, all right. All right let's, let's play this out. Let's play this out. Let's see what happened. Um, all right. Just the okay, two of you. you. Just the two of you roll initiative, please. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Hondo. Uh, unfortunately. I got you, my dude. Rovin beat mm-hmm. to it. So, Rovin. 
Yes. You, uh, you guys like, both kind of go for the last barrel at the same time. Like, what I imagine mm-hmm. is almost like, so it's like the two barrels, like there's like there's, there's three of them kind of in a line. One of you went to the left, one of you went to the right, those dissolved, and you both kind of like looked at the one in the center, mm-hmm. and then you got to it first. Okay. <laughs> like you both went for it, and then you got to it first. Uh, well, what do you do to open it? Uh, so, so let me just make sure that I understand what it is. So it's a, a dark gray barrel. What is it made out of? <laughs> I mean, it resembles wood. Okay. See, here's the dilemma. I kind of need Hondo to do something to it before I can actually do anything, I think. But um, I am going to... Can I can I check for a trap? Sure. So, like, what would I use for that? Dexterity? Um, I'd say investigation to check for a trap. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ooh. <laughs> All right, let's see what happens. Ooh. 18. Um, this is not trapped in any way. To your, okay. to, to, at least you know, I mean, to your to your thorough investigation, um, you don't believe this is trapped. So that was technically my action. Oh, I, I, I only did initiative to see if you guys, you know, to see who got to it and was able to interact with it first. Oh, okay, okay. okay. Um. So I'm gonna. So so is there any any sort of um, like opening mechanism or? Doesn't appear to be. So it's just, it's literally just a... It's sealed. appears to be a wooden a wooden sealed barrel. Yep. Well, yeah. I am going resembles to... Wood. Sure. I'm going to take my dagger and try to, like, pry open one of the, like, wooden slots. Sure. Um, make me a dexterity check. Dexterity check? Mm-hmm. Eh. You know... You, 11? You, 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 you're, you're trying hard to find a way to, like, maybe get a groove to like stick your dagger into but um mm-hmm. i mean it's like this thing is sealed so tightly that there doesn't appear to be any breathing room whatsoever i'm gonna take a moment real quick before we go to hondo sir rook what are you doing while these two idiots are bumbling around and <laughs> looting stuff standing here watching them with wry amusement Okay, just checking. Wanted to make, wanted to give you waiting no- for yeah, basically waiting for them to either freeze back into pillars or get their <laughs> shit together. Yeah, I just wanted to check in with you just to make sure you didn't have anything to add to the scene. All right, Hondo, what else? What are you doing now that you've seen? You're seeing Roving kind of fiddling around trying to find some way to pry this thing open, and he's having a, he's having a hard time. Um, Hondo will walk over to it and kind of like start to like, like how heavy is it? I don't know. You try to pick it up. Uh, yeah. So Hondo's gonna try to pick it up. Say, I hope it's more booze. <laughs> and he's going to like carry it away from Roven. You're able to pick it up. <laughs> I mean, it's it's well within your carry, you know, weight limits to do so, but it weighs about fifty pounds. Okay. Uh, and Hondo's going to shake it with an investigation check. You're gonna <laughs> sure. I want to see if it's, if it is booze, because he's hoping it's just booze. That's a net one. <laughs> you know what, man? This is probably the highest quality booze that's ever existed you, in your mind. Um, Hondo will use his thieves' tools to bore a hole in the top of it. Uh, make me a check with your thieves' tools. Is that dexterity or strength? Uh, I want to say... You should be able to just click on thieves' tools. You know what? Let's just, I s- did. S- since you're using like the little mini hand drill that's in it, 
yeah, basically, because you have with your tools, right? You have to send an ability score to it. So, um, oh. I'm gonna say actually strength, because you're kind of having to press down and like you know drill into this thing. Okay. Thirteen. Um, just to drill a hole. <laughs> it takes some. It, you know, you're you're really working hard at it, but um, this thing is dummy thick. <laughs> <laughs> Good adjectives. So I, I care. I carried it away from Roven mm-hmm. and started just uh, drilling a hole in the top. Of and you're it. unable to get all the way through. Uh huh. So so while so obviously I'm gonna follow him. Like I'm not. I'm like he's not gonna just walk away from. Me. Like I'm not gonna just stand there and like stare at him walking away. So I'm gonna follow him, and I'm actually going to while he's shaking this this barrel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm actually going to, because his arms are up and he's like so intent on getting this alcohol, I'm going to attempt to take back the original coin that he stole from me from the ice. You know what? Okay. While he's messing with the barrel. Make me a sleight of hand check. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense to me. So you're going to try to pickpocket me while I'm shaking more, trying to get more booze out of this barrel. Yeah, why don't why don't you why don't you go ahead and uh, make me a sleight of hand check? Perfect. Boom. Boo. Twenty three. Yeah, you uh, you're you're able to locate on his person and swipe it, um, and that's gonna probably handily beat your passive perception, Hondo. So I'm not even gonna bother. Of a fifteen, yeah. Yeah. Yep. You are now, Rovin. You are now in possession of two mysterious coins. I'm gonna go ahead and remove that mysterious coin from your character sheet, there, Hondo. And now, Hondo, you are in possession of a very heavy barrel. And uh, Rovin, you now are the proud owner of two mysterious coins. How much do they weigh? The coins. Yeah. Like, are they like normal coin weight, or are they super heavy? Um, I mean, they're heavier than like your typical gold, your standard gold, you know, piece. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't say much heavier than that. Like, think about it as a difference between, for those you know, U.S. listeners out there, the difference between a quarter and like a half dollar. Okay. Uh, so, does Hondo eventually bore through the barrel? No. I don't. Your best effort was not enough to get through. Okay. Why don't you just throw it? I don't Why don't to- you just throw it? I don't want to spoil the booze. <laughs> um, Hondo will. Am I able to uh, strength pry one of the top pieces of wood off? Again, it resembles wood, but this thing is sealed so tightly and so mm-hmm. like in such a flush way that um, like there's really nowhere to kind of grab a grip and try to rip it off. But um, I'll let you. So it's going to be very difficult. You know, you can try. Um, make me a okay. strength. Make me a strength check. Nat hey. fucking twenty. Look at you. <laughs> um, yeah. Somehow, you managed to rip the top off of this barrel, mm-hmm. and out pops what looks to be. Um, this like very shriveled uh, but very much alive question mark humanoid shape its skin is absolutely completely white and um, 
it like just snarls this horrible like guttural sound at you and now we're all gonna roll initiative hondo it appears you are first this uh horrid looking thing does not look very pleased with you hondo Um, is not pleased with it you're not booze at all and uh hondo will smash it with his uh vicious greatsword 26 will definitely hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. All right. Uh, and I get multi-attack. So I get three attacks per action. Mm-hmm. So that's... Let's get a, throw me two more attacks. 15 won't do it. Okay. And that 20 definitely hey, will. Hey, so roll me the damage on that, too. It would be 30 plus 19 is 49. 49 slashing damage. Um, yeah, um, you fucking rock this thing. And I guess I'll just leave it at that. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's, it is not very happy with you. Okay. I'm not very happy with it. Saruk. Saruk, <laughs> what do you do? All right. So Saruk didn't have his weapon out. So Saruk needs to use his action. And we will, let's see. Come, Harbinger, and pulls a, instead of a hammer, this time a volcanic glass greatsword out of thin air. And this thing is like buster sword sized. It's gigantic. There's no way someone should be hucking something like this around. Of course it it's is. Like what Siegfried was using in Soul Calibur, like just this massive whopper of a sword. When it's a packed weapon, well, it just- doesn't matter. No, it does not. And so he can, you know, he pulls that out and does takes his move. Let's see. Yeah, we're going to leave it at that. All right. Well, uh, you managed to uh, you managed to get there. And when uh, thankfully, all of you actually rolled better initiative than this thing did. So, Rovin, it is now your turn. Hooray. You're already kind uh, of adjacent so to it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to um, attack him with my short sword. Um, remind me how sneak attack works again. I'm sorry. You have an ally engaged with it within five feet of you, so you will get sneak right, attack so on this. That's right. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was right on that. Okay. So uh, I'm going to attack with my short sword, and I'm going to um, sneak behind him while um, Hondo is taking care of him from the front and sneak attack him from the back. Sounds good. Boom. 24 definitely hits. Let's see that beautiful damage. So 22 uh, sneak damage with 9 piercing damage. So 31 total. Uh, yeah, that uh, that really uh, puts a hurting on this thing. It's, it's, it's looking like it's an inch from death, question mark. Cool. So while I'm doing that, I am also going, because he's engaged with, right? Yep. So I'm going to use my bonus action to hide behind Hondo. <laughs> okay. Is your like your cunning action or whatever? Correct. Okay, you are now hiding behind Hondo. Yes, I am. Okay, this uh, horrid-looking, pale-skinned creature. So you see brandishes somehow. I don't. You have no idea where it pulled out. Pulled it out from a longsword. Uh, but before it tries to stab you with it, Hondo, it, you see like its its hand begin to glow like this greenish light. 
greenish light. light. Oh, God. Even when we're remote, it still works. <laughs> I love you so much. Okay. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> and um, you're going to feel it almost like trying to suck your life force from you. Make me a constitution saving throw, please. Oh, yeah. You, um, you, you definitely, definitely pass. Um, so nothing bad happens. Um, just yet. yet. However, it's still going to now swipe with the longsword. Okay. Uh, and I don't think a 15 is going to do it. No. So um, it's just going to shriek horribly at you again. And then we're going to go to your turn. Um, Hondo will spit on it and then attack it <laughs> three times. 18 hits. First one, a hit. For 10. Um, 25 is a hit. Okay, uh, you know what? I mean, you can roll your third attack if you want, but uh, you can also just tell me what it looks like when you kill this thing. Just roll it. Roll it again. Um, it. Yeah, because Hondo is so furious That's with the thing. 21. 18, 25, and 21. 10 slashing, uh, yeah. 16 slashing, 15 slashing. Yeah, this thing is, I mean, what does it like, look like? It's It's been... Um, like it probably was dead a while ago, but Hondo's still hitting it over and over and over and over and over until it's some weird, like pasty paste. <laughs> yep, it is now some weird purple paste on the ground. So Ellum okay. Rook, being on the other side, is now covered in the viscera of two different creatures. Yep, and yep. Uh, ironically, both caused by the same person. <laughs> Okay, well, that was... I can see we're going to get along famously. So that was a bit odd. So, Rook, this is, this is not a creature that is native to this realm whatsoever. And uh, you are a little... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Disconcerted that an undead creature like this was stuffed away in this barrel here. Like, I mean, where the hell did this thing come from? disconcerted I, I it's more because i know our lady's um position on the undead i i i wouldn't even so much say he's disconcerted if he did in fact recognize it as undead he is righteously incensed yeah that makes <laughs> like it's it's time to break things yeah that makes a lot of sense to me this is this would this would be the time to uh you know, craft a solution here because uh, this is this is this is an affront to everything that your lady stands for, which is you know, actual passage of life onto death in due time when fate decides it. Roven's interested. Is there are there any other coins or anything lying around? <laughs> no, you coin uh, freak. Um, there is there is not. <laughs> Listen, where there's two, there might be a third. <laughs> I hear what you're saying. I, I know I you're, you're not you're not wrong. Um, but no, uh, there is there is no uh, no further coins. All right. Uh, well, com that brief combat has ended. Um, what do you do now? 
fellas. There's only one thing to do here. Get the hell out of here. It's time for action. Or get the hell out of here. <laughs> Have fun, gnomesicle. I'm not a gnome, I'm a halfling. That too. Dude, that's racist, dog. That is so <laughs> racist. All right, uh, where where to? <laughs> I, I asked the obvious question, as there seems to be only one path. Yeah, like uh, the hole in the side of the. Yeah, you guys uh, head in there, and you can, as you kind of enter in, you see that it almost looks like it. I mean, it goes down quite a long way, but the the, the pitch of it is um, not so great that uh, you guys cannot traverse it. Uh, are the is the use of uh, pythons required? No. Okay. I do have some. They're not listed on my item sheet, but I know that my character sheet has some. Awesome. Um, well, yeah, you guys descend. Now you you guys end up traveling quite a ways down here before um, you start to see anything. It just kind of continues to descend for for a while. Uh, you know, it's 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 starting to get a lot quieter here. You know, now it's more. You can just almost hear like, as the frozen sort of cave walls, um, they almost like are cr like crackling around you as the ice you know slightly shifts or you know uh, cracks. You know, as you guys are traversing through. Um, I need. Uh, can everybody just make me like nominal perception checks, please, before it gets too dark in here? Honda with a 15. Rovin with a 15, because you can't roll below a 10. Look at you. <laughs> and Sir Dellum with a 12. Okay. Um. And also, guess what time it is? Fucking, you have dark vision. Yes, thanks. <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Is um, it, I don't have dark vision. Yep, now. neither do I. <laughs> Dave is the only member of the party currently with dark vision. That's a very abnormal thing for this podcast. Yep. Yeah, well, I kind of intended that with a lot of the extraneous characters I helped create with you guys was to <laughs> ensure that only the main party was able to really do the, the dark vision shenanigans for the most part. Because it's uh, funnier that way to me. So anyways... Uh, you guys um, don't notice almost like like as if like you know like it doesn't even look like anyone else has traversed through here like you know you saw that figure descend down in here but like looking around like you can't see any evidence of anyone passing through here for either forever or really a long time but didn't we just watch somebody go down there you did odd and uh, eventually, though, this uh, this this cavern begins to, or this like you know, this cave right begins to level out, and it opens up into a much larger cavern. It's spherical, almost you know, like craggy. Um, ceilings are about fifty feet high, and as this kind of slopes and you know becomes flat, directly ahead of you is a set of gigantic stone doors. 
And that's where we're going to call this week's episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Uh, Thank you all for coming on this journey with us. We hope that um, it was still an entertaining product, even though we couldn't all be here in person. I think that, you know, we've managed to get through the challenges of that pretty well. But uh, I have to just say, if you like us, you can find us on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter and Instagram at Hapless Heroes. We're on Facebook and Reddit slash r slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. A lot of those places just have sticky posts, though, that will uh, point you to really what we feel is the crown jewel of our internet presence, our Discord server. We are on there hanging out all the time, especially right now when most of us are, you know, desperately seeking human interaction. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, I mean, really, we have a, quite an awesome community on there. We've all been, you know, in pretty consistent contact with everybody in there, sharing memes, sharing stories, just kind of helping each other out, relating, you know, during this whole quarantine, and also just there to hang out, talk about whatever you want. Um, so, yeah, give us, give it a look, you know, join us in there, join the conversation. It's, it's, it's quite an awesome place to be. But if you really like us, you can leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice, just like this person did. So somehow I missed this review uh, because this came to us back in February. But uh, this comes from the Wisest Owl in Canada. And uh, apparently they either know you or me, Dave, because it says, spoke to one of the DMs. We chatted about D&D and mentioned he was part of a podcast that sounded great. It does not disappoint. Well, thank you, Wisest Owl from Canada, yeah. whoever you are. Um, you're pretty freaking awesome. I'm sure I'll you know find out after this airs who works obviously you spoke to one of us but um we appreciate your five star review you are five star yeah you're a five star human that's right and if you really really like us though we have a patreon page it's patreon.com slash hapless heroes we have a lot of fun rewards that i've been continuously adding to over time we have bloopers we have behind the scenes audio we have unreleased episodes you know from our early days we have you know the contents of james's notebook from episodes like one through a hundred i mean access to special discord roles that even unlock a very specific and special super exclusive channel uh, where i also post the bloopers and other things up um, as they air and we uh, have conversations about how much cooler we are than the rest of you just kidding no we don't but maybe we do check it out you know see if it's uh, worth your hard-earned dollars we appreciate everybody who's been donating to us so far it's definitely helped us um just kind of keep you know sustain us you know we've definitely been able to pay our hosting costs as well as you know ensure that we have equipment necessary to make this show sound and look amazing so really just like thank you all for um being a part of this show and contributing in your own special way yeah and if you really really love us like us love us sally field and the whole deal you will stay the fuck in your homes. Seriously, I really want this thing to be over. And the longer all of us, the longer, the longer people do not comply with the recommendations from the World Health Organization and the CDC, the longer we have to do this. And this is far inferior to playing D&D in person. So goddamn it, stay inside, wash your fucking hands, and, uh, you know, just be a good human and support, you know. Yeah. Your, your friends and you know from afar please from afar so without further ado the last thing i have to do for this evening is outro our party uh starting from 
I don't know the order I have people's portraits are uh, uh, arranged in uh, to my whatever. We have Mike <laughs> playing Rovin Tossbottom. Where is the third coin? Assuming that there's only three. Mm. To his right, I'm just gonna pick a random direction. Is Dave playing Sir Delam Rook? Good night. And to his right, rounding out our cast, is John playing Hondo the Immortal. I'm running low on whiskey. And I'm Francesco. I've been your host and DM. We will see you next week for another installment of Hapless Heroes Quarantine Edition. Uh, We love you. Bye. Bye. Bye.